And so last year I made the decision to not look at numbers anymore. I haven't got on the scale. I really stopped checking the bank account too much as, as much as I was. And I said, what if you decided to do what made you happy? What if you decided to do what felt really good? Do you trust yourself, Lisa, that you will serve enough people at the right price to take care of your needs? Hey guys, welcome back to Attainable Podcast. How are you? Um, I'm feeling so good. I literally just ended this interview and I wanted to record the intro after um, and give you guys a little bit of a taste of what we're going to talk about. Uh, Today, I am interviewing Lisa Coombs, who is a good friend of mine and a mentor of mine. Uh, She helps people, um, specifically freelancers, build successful businesses. And she does that by helping them understand that the best way to build a business is to build themselves. She is such a phenomenal coach. Um, and I've gotten to experience just the joy of talking to her and having her coach me and, um, be a mentor to me. And I wanted to bring some of that to you. Um, if you have listened to the past couple episodes, I've been mentioning a retreat that I went to in Arizona and she is the one who actually, uh, put the retreat on. And so I wanted to bring a little bit of that to you kind of at the core of what we talked about was how to, be happy, how to find happy and how to keep that happy feeling. And that is a very watered down version. Um, we talk a little bit about, um, some energy things that might seem a little woo woo to some people and definitely to me, but I had some questions. This was such a good interview. And if you're in a place where you need inspiration, where you need to pick me up, where you need a reminder of like how to find your happy and build the life you want and, the secrets to a better life. This is the interview. It was so good. And, um, when we got off of the interview, she did give me a couple books to recommend, um, based on what you like. If you like this episode, then you can go uh, down to the link below or to the description box. And we will have those books linked there. Um, if you want some more information, but without further ado, uh, let's talk to Lisa. Uh, I'm so glad to have you here. We haven't talked since the retreat and it was so cool meeting you in person. We've talked visually or visually digitally for, it had been, I guess like about a year and a half and we had never met each other. Right. But it just felt, it did not feel for a second, like awkward. It was, you were exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was just like, yep. There she is and hugs and let's carry on. So it was so cool. Yeah, it felt very natural and I loved it. And the retreat was fantastic. I mean, I left the retreat and I'm still weeks later, things come up while I'm journaling or while I'm reading or when I see something and things are clicking from what you said. And I still have questions, which is why I wanted to bring you on um, to dive into more of like the energetic conversations that we're having um, that feels very that's what I guess is harder, hardest for me to grasp. So that's what I had more questions about. Um, so to dive in, I wanted to start with the very first question that you asked us when we were on the retreat. Um, we went on a hike and right before the hike, you had us consider what is holding you back from double your current happiness. Um, and when I started the retreat, I was in a pretty stubborn, like headspace. I knew we would be getting into conversations about future and visions and goals, um, which generally, and I think my audience knows, I was like, if they've been listening to me for a while, like they know that makes me uncomfortable. So I was like, I don't like this question because it makes me, um, it makes me feel dissatisfied or like it encourages me to be dissatisfied with where I am. And I don't need any help with that. I wrote that down in my notebook. And so, but you re- you reframed it in a different way and you explained how utilizing vision casting can help 
with attracting what you want. And we'll be getting into like those kind of buzzwords later. Um, but I wanted to ask a couple questions about, about that. First of all, why did you ask that question? Yeah. So, um, and just for a little, little context, I, I, I actually asked two questions at the same time. Yeah. It's really interesting that you picked up on one of them and, and had, didn't even mention the other one. Um, and this was a total ripoff from a mastermind I went to a year before that, where we went to the Grand Canyon and we went on a hike and we were asked to talk about this with, with a new person we just met or a partner. And I had the same kind of in, in, surprise. I was like, wait, I'm pretty happy. Like, why do I have to be happier? Or, you know, it was, it was a little, it was a little bit of a pushback. And yet I went in with full kind of like, okay, let's see where this goes. And the two questions are, um, what's holding you back from doubling your income and doubling your happiness? And I started being able to answer the, um, you know, the doubling your income stuff kind of quickly. I was like, oh, I need more time. I need this. I need that. I was like, oh, if I just this, I had a lot of reasons for why I didn't, wasn't making enough money. Right. And where it came down to, I just, for me, and I can't wait to hear what your thoughts were when you start putting those two questions side by side. And if you said at the end of the hike, I was like, oh my God. If I just focused on being happier, I would make more money. Like, I don't actually have to have a game plan for both of them. I don't have to go tackle both of them. I was like, wait, and you're telling me like to focus on being happy. That's not, wait, that's not in the book, right? Like that's not part of the, the, the goal setting, be happier. But I found, wow, what would make me happier would also free me up to make more money. And I thought this is gold. So there's no right or wrong answer. That's the good news. But I'd love to hear what came up for you on that. And really it's limiting beliefs that are holding us back. That oh, yeah. is where we want to uncover. For sure. I'm like pulling out my notebook now and finding where I answered this question. And, and you touched on this a little bit. Um, but I did love like during the whole retreat, you were very, um, like, don't focus on the how, like, um, it was fighting a lot of like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make more money? How, 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 all these type of things. And I liked that you really throughout the whole thing encouraged us, like, don't focus on the how right now, like just keep your eyes forward. So, um, I haven't read this since the retreat actually. So I have it here. Um, oh, I did. I do have where I said it that I didn't like the question. And then I said, <laughs> um, for the happiness, I said, however, if I could bring more creativity into what I do, I know I would be happier, more creative projects, more creative direction. Um, and then I said, what's holding me back from making more money is worrying about the money. <laughs> it sticks me in a cycle of desperate action or rather inaction. Okay. I remember that because the money one was the harder, both of them were hard to answer, answer, but the money one was the harder one, um, for me, but I knew it was focused. Like I knew every time I focus on the money and I get very anxious about money and, um, like, and I think about money a lot. It's been a topic of conversation for me for years. Um, and I think that's both good because I've educated myself really well and bad because I tend to really swirl around it. And the more I swirl around it and, and really try and grab it and control things, um, the, the worst things get. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's, um, that's what I wrote. I knew like more creative things would make me happier. And then I knew not focusing on the money or, or pulling myself away from that stress was ultimately what was going to make me more. 
let's go there for just a second on, on a topic. It could be any topic. It could be a relationship. It could be your health. It could be money. It could be the amount of clients you have. Every topic has two sides to it. Think of it like a stick and there's two ends to the stick. And what you call money, there's the, um, the, the thoughts of having money, what you would do with money, the freedom you'd have with the money. There's the, the more positive, happy, higher vibration feeling about the topic of money. The same topic could also then at the other end of the stick of, I don't have enough. I'm not really good with it. I'm not sure where it's going to come from. Someone's going to take it from me. I'm not old enough to make this much money. It's the same topic, but on the other end, it's a little bit more heavier negative. So when we say, I think about money, it's not um, detailed enough to say, which end of the stick are you thinking about money? And we talked about in the retreat, and I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but here's, here's what's really helpful, is whenever you have a topic and you can identify the problem or what you don't like about it, you are in a problem mindset. You're in a little bit of a lack, a heaviness, a scarcity, a like a uh, mindset. That mindset is not a solution-focused mindset, and you can't be in two mindsets at the same time. That's the good news. So quickly you can go, okay, whoa, whoa, am I on the problem side of the stick or am I on the solution side of the stick? And oftentimes we wobble back and forth. But if you can spend more time on the solution side of the stick, then you're going to find momentum and, and forward action and traction, basically. So that's when you said, oh, I think about money all the time. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, which end of the stick are you thinking about? It's, it's definitely in a place of lack um, and, and worry. Um, I'd say worry is, is more relevant because I don't, if I don't feel that I don't have money, um, I'm like, I know I have money. I know I handle money well, but I feel like I don't have enough or I'm not making enough or I'm not doing enough to make enough. And it just, it goes, 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 goes. And, um, I mean, this bleeds into, you know, talking with Joseph and, and personal finances and business finances, and it all comes together. And yeah, you're, it was fascinating when you were talking about this idea of these two different mindsets and, um, refocusing in a different way. And it's, it's not, it was even deeper than just being positive. You know, if Mm -hmm. you have a problem, just be positive. Think about it. No, it was, it was very different. And, and you talked us through in a way that I know for me, I felt the shift. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I understand now what it looks like to look at what I want, not from a place of what I don't have. Um, one thing that you said, um, you said a wish and we we were talking in terms of vibrations at this point. So I'm going to throw that word out there. Um, even though like, that's one of those words that like confuses me. Um, but we're talking in terms of vibrations. You said a wish is a heavy vibration. It's, Mm. it's a, it's heavy energy, or you could just say a, a wish is negative. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Um, and I, it, it clicked. I was like, oh, like when I'm, you know, thinking about what I want and the reason I don't feel uplifted by it is because I'm yeah. thinking of it from a lens of what I don't have, yeah. which I knew <laughs> like it's all nothing that's necessarily new to me. Um, but the way you explained it was fantastic and just really put it in perspective 
Yeah. Let's dive deep more, like deeper into that. Let me add a point. Yeah. Let me add a point to that because there are some universal laws that govern, um, uh, our planet, um, and our things and our evolution, our, our systems and all these things. Right. So there's some, you know, the law of gravity, there's, there's certain laws of things. Right. And this idea that when you are thinking about something, I talked to you guys about this, the RAS, the reticular activating system. It, it, it's the scientific version of you get what you look for, right? If you're looking to buy a Tesla and you're like, well, I might buy a Tesla and you go out on the road. I'm like, you see 10 Teslas. You're like, wow, everybody has a Tesla. I'm making the right decision. Right? Um, it's so funny. If you're like, oh, I, you know, I, 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 I'm pregnant. I want to be pregnant. All of a sudden you see pregnant people everywhere. So, it Oh actually, yeah. Or like it, you feel symptoms. That's yeah, a good, it, that's a really good um, analogy. I never thought of it like that. It's, it's literally scientific or it's physics or whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to get into the depths of that, but it's, it's, let's just call it true. So when you're thinking about what you don't have, you are telling your subconscious, I don't have this. And your subconscious pretty much believes everything you tell it. It does not actually have a judgment. Your brain has the judgment of like, oh, that's good. That's bad. That's right. That's wrong. Your subconscious just hears it all and takes it all in. You're like, I don't have enough money. Your subconscious is like, oh, okay, you don't have enough money. It goes to help you prove what you're thinking about. And so it gathers either evidence, it gathers other people, it gathers other thoughts. And sometimes we do this thing called a pylon. I do it all the time. I like pile it on to like prove how I feel. And we're just finding a way to justify that the not good feeling we have to be like, I know I feel this in my body. My mind is going to show me why that's true. I want to be congruent in this. So the good news about that is you can flip it to the other side and you can actually change what you think about. And then you're going to start finding evidence for that. It's a little harder. It's a little easier to be lazy and be like, eh, because then it just comes to you and you just like a pity party together. Versus going, I've got to break out of how I normally think. I have to go look for something that I can't actually see yet. And then I got to be patient to then see more of the evidence of it. Can you give um, an example? Can we, yeah, can we walk through an example of how to do this? Um, and I'm not sure like how to, how to do that, but I really want to um, make this attainable. <laughs> for, um, my listeners. And based on like from the retreat, it it took me a second. I know it took me a second to really grasp this. Um, and I think about it in, you know, you can think about it in very woo woo terms, but it all, I was like, this is all things like we've been, been told since we were kids. Like I I went, I remember the quote and I didn't know who was by, it was by Henry Ford. And I think we've pretty much all heard it in school or whatever. It's whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, you're right. I was like, same concept. Like it's just the way you're thinking and that's, what's going to dictate the action after, which is crazy to me. Um, especially somebody who then I start leaning towards, wait, but how is that going to happen? Imagine if you actually thought that you are intentionally creating what you have, that it's not happening to you, that you have a bigger say in the outcome of the circumstances. There is such a switch that gets flipped when you start understanding that. And then when you one day take responsibility for it, um, when you realize everything that you have 
everything that you have or that you're working through right now, the relationships, the finances, the health that you have, this is so hard and some people are not ready to hear it and that's okay. Everything that you have is the formation of the decisions and the thoughts that you've had leading up to it. And while that could just be devastating for some people or they will, they will resist that. And again, I totally understand that. It is so empowering to realize that you have that control, that you're not a victim, that you're not out here waiting for things to come at you. You don't have to hide away from things. It's like, hold on. It's like you're in a game. Let's get a little matrixy here, okay? Let's forget about the woo. Let's go to the science. You're in a game. You didn't know you were in a game and you didn't know what the rules were and you're just trying to like get by. And then one day goes, so what if I tell you the rules? What if I tell you how the game is played? What if I tell you some of the strategies and you're like, whoa. And then once you have them, you're fumbling around. It's like a brand new to you. You're like, I don't know how to use this. But as you practice it and you step into it, you're like, I've got a lot more influence and control than I ever thought. That allows you literally to get up in the morning and be like, okay, what's our game plan for today? Instead of what's coming at me that I have to handle today. So how, where does visualization come into this? Um, Whether like in steps, like, okay, we have the rules, then do we visualize, do we visualize? And then we get the rules. Do, do we, is visualization the first step that comes? I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? Okay. really good. So I mentioned to you before that your brain is the thinking component that judges and classifies and categorizes and justifies and like as all the thing. And your subconscious is a lot more subconscious is, is the deeper part of you is a much, much bigger part of you. And it does not judge. It does not classify and categorize. It really just takes in and then starts to uh, show you that proof or it's so funny. I, I don't want to go into the whole example of getting pregnant, but once the baby's in there, like the, the, the body's like, no, nah, we're not really interested or ah, we've decided we don't want it. You know, it's kind of like the, the baby's in there. The baby's going to grow and going to come out. Right. Um, you might decide beforehand, do I want to get pregnant? Do I not want to pregnant? Like, you might decide, but once it's in there, it's in there. So it's kind of like your subconscious. And so your subconscious is really job is to bring about what you tell it to bring about. And so when you visualize, you probably have heard this before, that your subconscious really doesn't know the difference between real and fake or real and not real. You feel the emotion. Like, have you ever gone to a scary movie or you felt the heart emotion or a romance and you're like, you're crying, you feel in your body the emotion. Your body does not know, your subconscious doesn't know that that's, that's not really real. Now your brain will go, come on, Lisa, it's not really real, okay? But your subconscious, that's why you have an emotion around it. So visualization is giving you the opportunity to plant or trick your subconscious into saying, this is how I want to feel. This is what it's going to look like. You hear all kinds of amazing people like Brendan Bouchard before he ever got on stage. I don't know if he spent two years imagining the feeling of stepping on the stage. Like he put himself there before he physically was there. And so what happens when you, you, you plan out what you want and you feel your way into it, when opportunities come to you, it resonates. You're like, oh yeah, 
oh yeah, I know this feeling. I've been there. Yeah, this is what I want. I said, this is what I want. It's like you lead towards it. You know, you, you have opportunities in front of you that every single day, all day long, let's go back to the reticular activating system. All the Teslas were there before you decided you want a Tesla. Okay. You just didn't see them because you weren't looking for them. There's so many opportunities in front of you, Sarah, right now, but there's a filter. There's a, this, there's like, no, there's like a bunch of stuff. When you start feeling where you want to be, you are going to resonate with the things that are kind of in front of you. Like, wait, 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 this feels like what, what I want. This is creative. These are fun people. Like, oh my gosh, it's here for me now. It's not like down the road. So I feel like when you visualize things, um, you're like, you're giving your brain a memory before it actually happens. So that when the, when the things come in front of you, you're like, that's it. That's the thing. I know it. You see it faster. You make decisions faster. It lines up with you and you feel it faster than you can think it. Um, hold on. I'm like having a mind blow moment because I had a train of thought going and then you said that I was like, what the heck? I'm like dying here. Okay. The memory thing that like total, I never thought of it like that. This is blowing my mind. Um, just a little bit, <laughs> which, which had happened during the retreat as well. Um, so is this like the better explanation of manifestation? You know, when I hear like manifestation, um, the words that are used to like describe it or like, you know, asking you shall receive, attract all those type of things, the universe will give all those type of things. It feels very passive, like a trusting in another thing. Um, I think a lot of people can see it as lazy, um, like you're not actually doing anything. Um, but this, I'm like, this makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So it's not the not doing anything. Thank you for that. You know me and you know that I am one of the hardest workers, most like busy mom, two yeah. companies, like all the things, right? And yet me embracing this over the last 12 months has skyrocketed my business, changed my relationships, opened up all kinds of opportunities. It doesn't make sense. But let me tell you, it's not about not, not doing enough. It is being able to quickly identify the decision you need to make or an opportunity. It's in front of you and you just move. It's like a door opens, a door opens, door opens, a door opens. And you're like, God, this is so freaking easy. You still have to walk through the door. You still have to show up. Like I got a new client and it just fell in my lap. Well, I still have to get on the call with the client and do the work. Right. But I'm not efforting as hard to get the thing because I've already said, this is what I want. And I know how it's going to feel when it shows up and it comes right in front of my view. And I'm like, oh, there it is. And I'm like, hello. And I knock on the door and they're like, come on in. And I'm like, oh, that was so easy. It almost feels like cheating. It does. It just feels like, oh, wait a minute. And you don't get to take as much credit for it because you didn't work as hard and grind. Yeah. And and the cheating is kind of, I think, how it sounds. Yeah. Like when I've heard other people talk about it, I'm like, this just doesn't seem right. Like it doesn't seem real, but like I can identify times in my life where I, um, maybe had more clarity or less things clouding my mind or whatever, where I was, was having just opportunities that come to me, come to me to, to the point where I noticed, I was like, this is just odd. Like, I'm like, this is, I, I my life is great. <laughs> you know, this somewhere is so along your line, you were conditioned by society, your family, you know, your school, 
that um, it's hard to make money, that you have to earn your way, that you have to pay your dues, that you know, hard work is valuable. Gold stars are worth something. Your value oh, is in productivity. Mm-hmm. And it does not make sense. And so we will pass up the easy thing to go, oh, that's not hard enough. Like I, I want, I, I need the hard thing because one, it validates my worth. I get to show people what I've done. There is so much ego that's in there. And when you get to a certain age and you realize, I don't care anymore, then you, your resistance drops and things literally start coming to you on a silver platter. And you're just like, this is crazy. And, and you, you have seen it in my life. Like you've even seen it this year. I talked about some clients that have literally just flowed to me. And that's like, again, all woo, but I put in a lot of hard work on the front end. But I imagine the type of people that I want to work with and they're showing up for me. So one of the questions is like, what can it hurt? Literally, what can it hurt to have the feeling of satisfaction and joy and excitement about what you want rather than spending that exact same time and energy focus on what you don't want and what you don't have? That's a good point for for anybody who's feeling like very resistant this, to this idea, which um, was me. How do you, how have you put this into practice? So you said the last 12 months, what has changed, what changed 12 months ago to make that ball start rolling? Um, I decided that there's a better way. I, I was in a mastermind where I saw a few people in that group literally have the life of their dreams and not do anything. And I was like, that's not fair. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> I was like, it's gotta be a little easier and I was obsessing about numbers. For years, I obsessed about the, the number on the scale. And then for two years of my business, I obsessed about the amount of money I was collecting. And when my third year, I you know doubled my revenue and like made more money than I ever thought I would in my whole life. And I still was like obsessed about the numbers. It, it dawned on me, I was like, oh, this is never going to change. The amount of money in your bank account does not bring you peace. It, it's like, in a, it, what a great problem to have, okay, right? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You have so much money. But I realized I was obsessing about numbers, right? And so last year, I made the decision to not look at numbers anymore. I haven't got on the scale. I really stopped checking the bank account too much, as, as much as I was. And I said, what if you decided to do what made you happy? What if you decided to do what felt really good? Do you trust yourself, Lisa, that you will serve enough people at the right price to take care of your needs. And I was like, yeah, I, I've just proven that. Like, okay, I can do that. Let's have a little, let's have a little experiment. And then I hired a coach instead of jumping into a business mastermind where I can double and triple and hit seven figures and all that stuff. I have paid to have a coach help me understand the law of attraction and literally shift my energy and show me how to, to intentionally move my thoughts to what I want. And in the last year, I flipped my business from like copywriting agency into literally coaching um, and, and shifted everything over there. And I'm so much happier. And in the end, in the end, I'm making more money than I did last year. And I, I literally, I'm like, it doesn't add up. I can't figure this out. And I'm like, I don't have to figure it out. I'm just really happy. <laughs> it's cra- it's, it seems so simple, but when we put this into practice, it ends up being so much harder. Yes. And even thinking about 
at one point you asked like, what do you, where do you want? Like, what do you want? I think that was the question. It's like, what do you want? And you acknowledged, you're like, that question might be really hard to answer. And I was like, that's me. It was, it was a really hard question to answer. And it really took fighting. I, the simplest things are always the thing that take, like they take the most energy. Yeah. It takes, it's the things that we learned way back when, like that are always the hardest. And I could not, I couldn't even get myself to say like, what do I want? And I think for me, like that was related to confidence and trust. Like you talked about, um, just now, you know, Lisa, do you trust yourself to do this? What role does self-trust and self-confidence play in this? Well, I think you can look back at different aspects of your life and be able to say, wow, I I didn't quit there and I showed up there and wow, that worked out for me. Really what you're looking for is evidence that life has worked out for you and that you didn't starve and you didn't, you know, lose your job and you didn't like, like these little things are like, well, that actually didn't happen to me. Cause here's, what's true. You are telling yourself a story in your head to justify how you feel. And what you're doing is you're excluding all the other good stuff to only find the bad stuff to be the okay to sit in how you feel, right? It's human nature. So give yourself a break. We all do it. But the, I mean, if we look at it, it's a lie that we're telling ourselves. It's a story we're telling ourselves that does not need to be there. So like, what if we told a different story? What if I, what if I saw it in a different light? What if I got this wrong? What if I got this wrong? Like to me, that's, First, it's very humbling to be like, okay, maybe I've been thinking about this the wrong way. And then I'm like, what don't I know? Like, how could this change? Literally things can change, Sarah. I mean, in minutes, when you, when you let the guard down and you go, did I get this wrong? Could it be done a different way? Could I see it in a different light? I believe when you open that up, the ideas are already there. We've just blocked them, right? We've just, our own energy has kind of said, no, I'm not going to listen to that. Oh yeah. When you, um, at the retreat, you said, uh, if you can, and I think before this, like, if you can imagine it, you can create it. And you're like, you have everything like that you need. I've heard this multiple times over the last couple of months. Like you, you have the ideas, like it's already in you, which is both like mind boggling. It's humbling. And it's, it's such a, I think it's a comfort to say, okay, like for me, it was a comfort to know that the problems weren't outside of me. The problem was me. I was like, I, I my life doesn't suck. <laughs> like I know my life doesn't suck, but really there's like nothing around me. That's like preventing anything. You know, there's not like a giant mountain ahead of me that no, I I'm looking like whatever mountain I have, it's completely a, a fr- figment of my imagination. This is again, like that story. Like I've been telling myself the wrong story, which means that I can, tell myself a different story. Like yes. if it's my fault, then it can also be my responsibility. And, and I have the power to then change that, yes. which was awesome. <laughs> and it's also a huge responsibility because no longer can you blame other people. No longer can you point outside. No longer can you sit on the surface level. And this is really great for relationships, for parenting, for all, all kinds of things. So this, this came to me again in this last year. And I have started to enjoy the thinking of ideas as much as the manifestation. So think about it as this, manifesting the process of 
taking this like hunch, this like, huh, this like, ooh, that would be cool. And actually forming it into like a thought. If you can write it on a piece of paper or say it to somebody else, you're like, huh, I think I want to create a course for blah, blah, blah. I can see myself coaching other women do blah, blah. If you, if you have gotten that far, holy crap, you just manifested something. You took uh, a subconscious that was like, hey, this is a really cool idea. And you're like, okay, well, what's the idea? And you put it in that in itself, I think is just an utter miracle. The problem is we don't value that enough. And it's not good enough until it's, you know, actually in action has succeeded. The money's in the bank, like all that. And I can tell you a million percent. I remember, I'll give you an example of it too, that the, the actual manifestation does not feel as good as that moment that you go, oh, could I, could I really do that? Like, that would be so awesome. Because by the time you put it on a piece of paper and then you've tried to figure out how to do it and then you tried to justify it and then you've done a one-liner and then you've done a website, it literally can almost suck the joy out of it. And you're like, what am I doing here again? Like, is this really going to work? And it's just, it's, it can get heavy. And it's in those little moments of creating and imagining that I think is, can be the most fun. So with that, I, I know exactly the feeling that you talk about. Like when you first get excited, like you think about something, it, you feel like a spark and you're like, yes. what if that could happen? What yes. if I could have that career? What if I could build this? What if I like, that's like the best. Oh my God. I know it? what feeling it's, it's the best feeling. And then yes, yes. It, it kind of the ball rolls down the hill and, and you've got to actually do the thing. And that's when things get messy. So do you try and bring that back? Do you, is it a problem when that goes away in the middle of the action? Is that. I think we screw up the, I think we screw up the doing. I think what we think is like, wow, this idea came to me out of nowhere. I'm in the shower. Like, holy crap. If this worked, I'd make it million dollars like like thank you universe or thank you you're kind of like you you recognize that you're like wow, I, I didn't know I was that smart maybe it was a divine thought okay so I think there's a moment where we're like wow then we decide that it's our job now some some something gave that to us as a gift and then we're like okay we're done with you like you just go back into the box and then I'm gonna go and I'm gonna work really 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 hard to do this Instead of saying, well, the idea came out of nowhere. That was easy. That was fun. What if I allow this to unfold in a fun and easy way? Like, why would I, why would I cut that off and then start just like grinding and working, even though it's fun, you know, some new ideas are fun, but I think we lose that fun. I think we lose the the no resistance, like, wow, this came to me out of nowhere anyway. It's kind of like when somebody, let's say you inherited a million dollars. You're like, oh my God, this had nothing to do with me. It was just given to me. And then you take that money and you put it in the bank. And all of a sudden people are asking you for money. You got to figure out how to invest it. And you're like, in your response, you're like, fuck the money. You're like, take it back. It's too heavy. I don't you're like, wait a minute. Why couldn't that money continue to be a joy and easy and happy and just flow freely. That's where I think we get in our own way. I think we take it into our own hands and screw it all up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, this made me like think, um, I feel like it's almost like when you, when you get that idea, you know, you're holding it, this is great. And then immediately we like 
look to our left and we start like building. Like we're like, okay, we got to do a path. And so we're like, bang, bang, bang. We got our hammers. we got our stuff. We got all the things. And then if we look behind us, like there were, there's these little stones that are popping up and we're like, no, no, but if I don't build it myself, if I don't, you know, take action, I'm guilty of this. I'm saying this 100% for my own thought process. Like I have to take action right now. If I do not, I'm lazy. If I do not, I'm not going for my goals. If I'm, if I don't like I'm, I'm waiting for things to happen to me. If I, you know, all these things when I, I think you're right. Like if it was, if it came to you, it was meant for you. Right. And, and what if our egos were able to say, wow, whatever my gifts are and what's exciting to me and what I love, something combined and co-created a night, a real, like a real actual idea here. What if that co-creator could also help me like build the thing? Like, what if I committed to just having fun and making it easy and just see what happens? And, and I think because we've been rewarded most of our life for doing and achieving and goal, like then we just, we jump back into action. It's probably the, the biggest hurdle we could have. And so, yeah, what I think about is, man, if, if you have the ability to create in your mind, something you can't even see, you will figure out how to make that happen. It, you, it's a reality here. This is quantum physics. What you do Okay, real quick. This is where it gets nerdy. <laughs> there's waves. Okay. In, in, the, in the quantum, there's these waves. Every single thing on earth has a, a wave and a vibration and particles are all moving, right? Yeah. And that's something we learn in physics in our classes. And when waves collapse on top of each other or they intersect or they work together, they turn into something. They actually put power together, right? So in, in what you've done is in your head, you've collapsed waves of little vibrations into this like idea. And then what you do is you kind of like pull it out of the, the quantum and you make it show up as something that you can see, taste, hear, smell, touch. You're like, oh, I recognize what that is, right? And I think that because you can imagine it, you literally have the solution because you can then imagine how to do it. You just can't do it at the same moment. And I want to, I really want to stress, like you guys listening, this is coming from I don't think I know a, a more doer, mover, shaker, getter, donner, achiever than Lisa. Like you are that, that is completely your personality. Yeah. So even to like, and I've, I've been with you for the last year and a half and like watched you go through this and to hear this, it just makes me feel, I don't know, it's, you know, validating. I'm like, this isn't coming from somebody who I felt like already was very like, you know, woo woo and, you know, mystical or something like this is coming from somebody who I know is like very, like to the point, very to-do list oriented, very, you know, like where you got to get things done and it, it's validating. I'm like this, this makes sense. And I like that you can explain it in a way for me being stubborn, being scientific to, for it to make sense. Well, I also want you maybe just to get to the point where you say, I'm sick and tired of just trying so hard. Like I can see that my effort will move me forward, but it's, um, 
it's linear, right? It's not exponential. And it's put, it puts a little cap on what's really possible because it's only your effort. And you're like, I only have enough time. I only have enough this. I only have enough this. What if I opened this up to seeing if there's a, you know, a, an easier way. And so in the, in the retreat, really what I wanted you guys, and I thought you did such a beautiful job of it is to say, how do I stay happy? How do I focus on ease? And it feels so opposite, right? You're like, well, when I do the thing, it'll make me happy. And actually, so profound. We only want something or someone or to achieve something for the way it's going to make us feel. That's the only reason why we ever do anything is because we want to feel happy, relief, joy, peace, love, right? We want to feel better. So we do all these things because actually we are as human beings trying to feel better and evolve and grow a little bit. What if you could make yourself feel better right now? What if you could get the feeling that you're searching for without having to go accomplish the thing and then feel good? What if you could feel good now? And when you feel good now, you are actually in alignment with how your uh, your body wants to feel, how you were created to feel. And out of that, amazing ideas and ease and creativity, everything we think of from an infinite intelligence source, God, the universe, everything we think, wow, that's a pretty awesome big thing up there can literally be kind of like flow through you when you focus on being happy. And it feels really selfish, but man, it has changed everything for Lisa to say, whoa, what would make me just a little bit happier right in this moment? And by choosing that every time I come right back in into an alignment and I can get things done faster and easier. Is there something that you've done daily? Cause I know like I left the retreat feeling great. And of course, like life happens and then I'm back here and I'm feeling amazing. And like, I've, I mean, it, it does, it feels like gates open and you, and I think that like people have felt this before, you know, things just feel easy and you feel uplifted and like this good feeling and this inspired feeling. And I think things are clicking. Is there something that you've done on a daily basis to kind of mimic that and, and yes. keep that going? Because I think it's very easy to, it's easier to fall back into, like, it's not like, you know, oh, I was enlightened by this retreat and now um, I'm good. Yeah. I can just kind of walk through my yeah. life. No, I 100% fall back into the same mindset. And it's like a constant battle. What do, what do you do to, I guess, kind of exercise that muscle? Yes. Yes. It's exactly what it is. It's just like uh, diet and exercise and nutrition. Okay. It, it just is. Um, it's a, it's a tension to manage, not a problem to solve. It is something that will be with you for the rest of your life is uh, being aware of your emotion understanding and checking in with how you feel, and then literally shifting your emotion. You are responsible for shifting how you feel. Okay. If you know that instead of, you know, um, and you don't do it from outside things, you actually have got to learn to do it from the inside. You can't wait till your husband makes you feel good. You can't wait till your kids all behave well. You can't wait till your client says you're awesome. That cannot be how you feel good. You have to be responsible for shifting your emotion. So I'll give you a couple things. And then I'm going to tell you the, the most important thing, because I'm going to start by saying, um, you know, I'm committed to meditating twice a day for 20 minutes. I've done it for almost two years now and it has changed everything. It just quiets my mind. It causes my monkey brain to just like, nah, 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 nah. 
And it allows me to just be still for a little bit. Lots of different meditate over a question or with music or anything like that. Or do you just silence quiet? I highly recommend this is what's worked for us is um, something called transcendental meditation. It's a technique. It's not like weird. It's actually very science physiological based. um, And basically you have a a sound that you kind of focus on saying in your mind to keep you, you could focus on the air conditioner. You could focus on, I try not to, I don't do any guided meditations. I don't have anybody talking to me or making noise, no music. It is really silence for, for 20 minutes. And you don't feel anything inside the meditation. That's not the point. It's not like when you're exercising, you're supposed to feel great when you're exercising. You usually feel like shit. You're like, right? It's the benefit you get later because of the work you put in at the front end. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's the first one. Um, If you think about meditation, uh, if you think about an ocean and the waves are like all kind of crazy, some meditations want you to stay at the top, but clear your mind or focus on a thing. And it never works because you're like this. When you um, do more of a transcendental meditation, you basically transcend. You go into the depth. Think about the ocean at the very bottom. Still, it's dark. It's very, it's much um, quieter. So um, just going inward is another way of saying it. Um, that one, and then I'll, I'll read something in the morning just to kind of shift my, my focus. But this is the thing I'm going to tell you. I go for a walk and I do it in silence. And I hate it every time I do it. And every time I do it, I'm really happy I do it. Um, but it's a, I go without listening to music or a podcast or calling anybody. I go for a walk. And in that 30 minutes is when I spend time shifting my energy. And all you need, this is how simple it is. All you need is one thing that makes you happy and you just spend as much time as you can imagining it. And for me, um, it is imagining myself living in Italy. I talk about it all the time. There's some church bells near our house. I try to get out there when the church bells ring and I kind of close my eyes and I imagine sitting in a villa, drinking coffee in Italy. And the emotion... I've been to Italy, so I know what it feels like. The emotion comes through my body. The good feelings come through my body. I don't have to solve all the world's problems or get all my negative into positive to feel good. I can stay on one topic that makes me feel good. And it's like momentum. And now I'm like feeling really happy and other thoughts start to come. How many times have I called you on my walk? Cause like, like, oh crap. This is happening like I can, but it's because I took the time to discipline myself to feel good about at least one thing. So the question is, is there one thing in your life that you could actually feel really good about? Wow. So at this point, I, that's like three moments in a day yes. of silence. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Because how else is your subconscious, your source, infinite intelligence going to actually give you the thoughts, the ideas, the creativity you want. If you're not silent, like, you know, growing up in church and praying, it's us talking to God, right. And then like, okay, good. Bye. And then off we go. It's like, we really truly don't make the space for the ideas to drop into the feelings to drop in. I'll come home from a walk and literally Mario's like, babe, what happened to you? I don't like, I just feel so good. I just feel so freaking good. And then I'll come and sit down to work. And of course, from that higher vibration, things are easier and I get stuff done faster. And it's just, 
it's beautiful. And if for just the fact of feeling good, you guys deserve to just feel good for the sake of feeling good. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to have paid your dues for it. You don't have to like work really hard so that you can, no, you can just feel good period. And I promise then the good stuff starts to roll on after that. Wow. I, I mean, I knew today was going to be so good. Um, it was even better as always, um, guys, if you're listening and like, you love this and you find yourself next week or two weeks from now, you know, kind of slumping back, feel free to like, listen to this again. I do that all the time where I find something that really inspires me and I will continue just literally it makes me happy. And I also, I will continue like listening and getting myself back there. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I mean, you're just great. You're great. You're my favorite. You know that. Do you want to hear a, a really amazing manifestation? Yeah. Yes. Let's hear it. So in my journal a few uh, months ago, I started writing that I want to shift from coaching freelancers into coaching people more on a personal and spiritual level, which sounds crazy because I just got in the business of coaching freelancers, right? And teaching them about Upwork and copywriting and all the things, right? And funny enough, Sarah's never had me on her podcast for freelancing or copywriting or story brand or all the things I'm known for. And in my notebook, I'm like, I would like to help people really uh, unlock and embrace more spiritual things. And I set that intention. And here I am on a podcast, not talking about freelancing or story brand, talking about vibration. And so I literally have created what I wanted and allowed the universe to just let it roll out like it did. I didn't say, Sarah, could I please come on to your podcast and talk? I didn't do any of that. You called and said, of all the things I want you to talk about, Lisa, it's this. And I just kind of giggled to myself. I was like, yeah, because I wrote it down and I've been thinking about it. So that is just a really good example. Once you think about what you want, let it go. You just let it go and let the thing come when it's supposed to come. And that is, that's how manifesting things works. That uh, makes total sense. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. I love this awesome. so much and you're just great. Where can people find you if they want to get more of you, um, hear more <laughs> of what you have to say, all the, ta- all the things. Yeah, it would be great validation to say, yeah, we'll talk more about this, Lisa, because um, I love talking about it. But uh, Instagram's a really great spot. So just at Lisa Coombs. Um, I share all the things there between parenting, building a business, coaching, freelancing, weightlifting, intermittent fasting, all the things. Crypto, I'm really into crypto right now. So if any of that sparks you and you want to do that from a a place of high vibration instead of fear, um, that's how I'm intersecting how to take really new, exciting things and bring a good vibration to it to make it easy. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. 